Welcome back to the most monotonous podcast you've ever heard about football. We were meant to have a guest on this week, but he can't keep time, so he's not here. But again, we are here with myself, Dale, and Jimmy. Everyone say hello. Hello there. <laughs> Today, we're going to focus on the England internationals from the coming from the previous week. Not the coming week, the previous week. And we talk about how let down we were with that performance. Dale, if you'd like to kick us off, I'm delighted to talk to you today. Right, right, yeah, um, so Alex, thanks for that delightful <laughs> introduction. Um, yeah, You're so welcome. we uh, start off with England versus San Marino, and being a San we Marino is the worst team in international history. Uh, the result was only 5-0. Um, for me... I wanted more. Disappointing. Players were greedy. Blah, blah, blah. But I'm just going to read out the scorers right now. And then we'll break it all down. So James Ward Pro scored. Uh, Calvin Lewin got two. Sterling got one. And Ollie Watkins got one. Um, <clears throat> so, what do you guys have a take on the game? Um, <clears throat> Overall, like, I don't think you can expect much more from me. Like, yeah, we all wanted more goals, but what are you meant to do when a team puts 11 players behind the ball and the keeper was on the form of his life? Yeah, to be fair, I can say the keeper had a sensational game. It was just their yeah. defence was but poor. Then, to be fair, that, that keeper for San Marino puts in performances on a regular basis. It's not just a one-off. I feel it, so, I feel sorry for him to have literally a piss-poor the team. Di- the dire in front of him. Yeah, literally. I mean, he could actually turn professional and not work two jobs like the entire team. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he is professional. There's a few players that play like Italian football and stuff. So yeah, football it's like, 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 yeah, one of their wingers like is their best player. One of their wingers mm-hmm. is their best player. Um, I mean, it's really difficult one because Lingard definitely should have scored. He had more than... I think he had five shots on target. More Ample opportunities. Like, there's one miss that was just horrendous. Like, it was... It weren't even close. And I'm like, it was literally as, like I'm pretty sure it was as, like a sweat. He like squared the ball. Yeah, chill. Well, um, hit the, across the goal. goal was gaping, and yeah. he just missed the goal completely. And you're like, the thing is, that Lingard wasn't the only player. Bellingham, he had a chance which he went for the wrong uh, technique. It was, it was his debut though, wasn't it? I mean, it wasn't his debut. It wasn't wasn't his debut. It wasn't his debut. Bro, when did he make his debut? I mentioned this last time, bro. I've had a man. his debut last year. I've had a man. Yeah, it wasn't his debut. Um, Okay, he's a young kid. There we go. There's another excuse. The thing is, Bellingham actually actually impressed me in that game. He was quite dominant when he got the ball. He was playing one-twos. He was strong. He better man. He went on a longer longer run. He got a free kick for us. Uh... And it was it was it was quality to be fair. It was just a shame that he couldn't top it off for a goal on he on you know what I mean on, in the game. So it doesn't say he missed that chance. John Stone was it John Stones? He had a, a great chance as well, I think. Uh, in the twelfth minute and he he scored it over as well. Literally I forgot he made the pass now. Um literally chipped over the defence. He was one on one with the keeper and he just scored it, he hit it first time. Pff, disappointing again. 
and it's just like things like that and obviously like Jim mentions the Lingard miss you should be finishing them like you will get punished if that's a, a game against Germany a game against Spain a game against Portugal yeah <clears throat> so. against, against stronger opposition I know it's like oh we won like Alex said we won 5-0 we did well they stuck 11 men behind the ball and that but with the opportunities we had we should have scored more given and the opportunities we missed like against against stronger opposition those opportunities have to be like Calvert-Lewin he missed so many opportunities he got a goal in the first half but he literally had about four attempts well, literally should take, have it for example, take it for example <clears throat> Germany Timo Werner puts that chance away the game's completely different yeah 100% and they don't lose to was it North Mac- I can't say it. Ma- Ma- Macedonia Macedonia I heard somebody call it Macedonia. I was going to say yeah, Macedonia. Right. Yeah, North Macedonia. Macedonia. But that's what I mean. Werner puts that chance away, which he completely misses with his left foot. It changes the complexity of the game. <clears throat> and that's what I'm saying. Like, um... at, the end, at the end of the day, we've we've come up against San Marino, and what you have to think about is they put 11 men on the ball, and even though we missed the opportunities, we still had the opportunities. Oh yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna miss those opportunities, you're gonna like if 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 there's any team yeah. in our group that we miss them against, it's San Marino because I know oh, we're gonna 100%. win. Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't mind the opportunities being missed because it's still an inexperienced side. You know, Cavalier is still new to international football. Jesse Lingard, he's come back to international football after two, three years away, whatever it is. Like, if you're gonna miss the opportunities, miss them in this game, yeah. which is fair. I mean, yeah, you got you got the likes of Ward Prowse coming in, Mount. Um, Calvin Phillips, like all they're, all, they're all inexperienced. <clears throat> what I'm saying. Well, here's the thing. Actually, you mentioned Calvin Phillips, and obviously, and obviously, in the previous debate we had, if you listen to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen, uh, me and Jimmy Alex uh, were saying Calvin Phillips couldn't sit in between the two defenders. Is not his role in the entire game of San Marino, especially in the first half. He sat in between. The two defenders and did a defensive role where we were saying Eric Dyer should be instead of Calvin Phillips. Yeah, but he's doing that role against San Marino. I know, but I thought, yeah. he, I thought he did the role he quite does, well, actually. The, the, the situ- in that game, he shouldn't have been doing that job. It was Calvin Phillips really disappointed me in this international break. I was expecting so much more of him. I really yeah, was. Yeah, uh, he, dis- he disappointed yeah. me massively. You know what, next, to, next, to, next to Rice, it doesn't work. Rice was Rice is very yeah. Rice really, was quality. Yeah, really impressed me, and I think he's one of the starters. But if you want to play with Rice, you can't put Phillips there because it just didn't work. I didn't, I, I I didn't mean, like it. I, I think I think not just Calvin Phillips. I think most of them disappointed me this international break. I don't know what it was. I felt I weren't feeling like oh we should turn them every team over like ten nil. I weren't expecting that, but I. You, you know when you watch your Liverpools and your Man Cities and stuff like that, and when they're in control of the ball, but it, it's not boring to watch. It's exciting to watch. Cause, but it's like that kind of style of play where it's like they hold the ball, they make it zip around the field, but you know you want to watch it because at any point that could just wipe a team off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas like watching England trying to do it, I was very bored you know what I mean? I was like, okay. okay. But see, like, I just don't see us penetrating in the way that I think 
we're expecting us to when we play that way. If you get what, if you kind of get what I'm trying to say, like I'm pretty sure I heard there was an argument between Harry Kane and a couple of the midfielders when they were playing because they were like, "What are you doing?" Because he literally dropped all the way basically to where Declan Rice was playing to receive the ball to then pass it on, and it weren't even like. It- wasn't an argument. It was. It was. It was. It was the point that. It wasn't an argument between Harry Kane and players. It was the point Roy Keane was making. It wasn't anything to do with the players. It's just what Roy Keane said. Oh, I know, I know about what Roy Keane said, but like apparently, like it sparked a conversation on the pitch. Let's say not the Roy Keane thing, but it's, it was on the pitch as well. They were like, I, I haven't know. heard anywhere that it was on the pitch. Oh, I did. I haven't. I, 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 haven't, I, haven't looked, I haven't even heard what Roy Keane said. I haven't even looked into it, so I don't know. I'm at this one. Oh, right. So basically, in, during the match, um, Harry Kane dropped. You know how he's starting to drop into midfield to pick the ball yeah, up? Because Mourinho's taught it into him, yeah. Yeah. So basically, it happened a few times. Well, a few times, Jesus. And that's underplaying it. But it kept happening. And um, Roy Keane said, if that was me and Rooney or Van Nistelrooy kept dropping into the midfield, I'd tell him to go and do one <laughs> because it's my job. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. That's true. Like, I I think Harry Kane needs to distinguish himself from Spurs' style of play and England's way of playing because they're two different styles. Like, we don't, England don't need him dropping into midfield. We need him up top. We need him as a striker. We don't need him in midfield picking up the ball because we don't have Son or Mora or Lamella who are cutting in that way. We have uh, Sterling, which stays wide. Sancho's naturally staying wide. Or Grealish might cut in, but he doesn't cut in in behind the defenders. Grealish wants it to feet and he makes a move. So, for me, it just doesn't work. Him keep dropping into midfield. He needs to... I that's why, like... Cavalier and Watkins because they'll stay up front. Yeah. Speaking of Watkins as well, to go on, I did feel sorry for him when he came on as a sub because no one was just giving him the ball. There was literally no no feeding, no. Everyone just stopped trying to get the ball across the box. And when he actually got the ball and he thought, you know, I'm going to take the shot on, it was a great little touch, great little finish. And I'm I'm happy for him to get a debut goal. Like four years ago, he was playing for Exeter. Exeter. Yeah. And uh, now he's playing for England in the, and he's in the Premier League and mid-table with Aston Villa. Like He's having a blinder, so fair play to him. I still speaking say... Of, uh, oh, sorry. sorry. You carry so, on. Um, I was just going to say, speaking of strikers that scored that were mentioned last week, Jay Adams scored as well for Scotland. <laughs> Absolute banger it was. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I, I, right. hope, I hope he comes back to England. <laughs> Just, it was just the irony. Literally, I was like, I'd play Chad Adams. Oh, he's good to Scotland. He then goes and scores. I'm like... Absolute yeah. banger as well. Finish. I could I knock it from him, to be I mean, honest. I mean, I'm glad Ollie Watkins got his goal and it was fully deserved, like, and he come on and put himself about it and everything. And I think him... And, to be fair... Him and Patrick Bamford could be good for the future of England. Well, the thing is, obviously, Watkins is younger than Bamford, but Bamford, yeah. Bamford's got a good few years left in him, 100%. And obviously. Performing at the top level, if he carries on, they both can do it. Um, yeah. And obviously, I did see the interview with Bamford when he wasn't picked, and like, 
but the thing is though Watkins uh, Southgate apparently has worked with Bamford uh, before with the England squad I believe I'm not sure under 21s or something like that yeah, yeah. so he's he's seen Bamford but, but Southgate has worked with also um, Watkins at a different club as well um, could, could I ask this question actually I was going to bring this up earlier uh, later on anyway but being as we've literally just tapped on it did any of you see the result and the news about the under twenty ones? No. Okay, so yeah. yeah, so Alex knows then. So if you don't know, the under twenty ones are now out of their Euros because they couldn't score as many. Oh yeah, they couldn't score as many goals as needed and they couldn't keep a clean shit. So um during the game, like events happened in that, and obviously it planned out, and we lost to an absolute screamer as well. Fair play to the goal that they scored to knock us out. Like, if you're going to go out to a goal, definitely that one. Um, it was a rocky. But I've seen some people say, oh, like, future generations are doomed, and like, the under 21s aren't as good as everybody was hyping them up, and all this rubbish, right? And I put it down to the manager because we have a manager who's been sacked from three lower league clubs. Like who's the manager? I can't remember, but it's League Andy One. Booth Road. Yeah. Never it's even League heard of him. One. He yeah. was a Watford manager when they were in the Premier League in 07. Yeah. But he he since then he's had jobs <clears> in <throat> League One and he's he's been released by all of them. Well, Southgate was the under twenty-one manager, wasn't he for England? Yeah. And obviously, he he won the he won everything. He won the tournament, didn't he? Um, yeah, that's why he, he got the England job. He, he did really well, but like with this group of players England have at under twenty-one level, I just don't understand why the manager is who he is to take the under twenty-ones forward. It's, it's because he's like, the only reason he's manager at the moment, in my opinion, is because of the setup with England in that. The way it was was Southgate was under twenty one manager and Buffroyd was like the under nineteen manager and they just moved them up mm. so they could keep working with the same group of players. But the thing is, because Andy Buffroyd did do well with the under nineteens, <clears throat> from what Jim said, like when you look on Twitter, everyone agrees that it's just he, he isn't right to manage the under twenty ones. But if you think about it, some of the players who could play for the under twenty ones like Bellingham, your Sancho and your Royce because they're all twenty one and under. Um they could actually play for them and perform for him and he ain't got that quality because they're in the first team because they're that good. You know what I mean? Yeah but you yeah, you're the twenty one quality is still far too high to be done. I was gonna say you still you still got your Curtis Joneses, I think Hudson O'Doy's in that squad and all those kind of yeah, like all those kind of players are still in that squad. And if you're not getting the best out of them, then you've got to come into question because it's not their fault. They're still, they're still under twenty-one. They're still—I know they're still young and they're still kids, but they're playing other kids. Yeah. You're the tactician behind how they play. Like England squad for me, we have some of the best talent in the world. Let's be honest. Like we see, we have a serious like collection of players. Like. For a golden generation, we've now had two generations that have bumped into each other and they are really good as a mix. And if we do not progress very far in this World Cup coming up... Well, sorry, Euros, Euros. Euros, sorry. 
I said should have corrected myself. Euro, sorry. If we do not go that the distance, Safegate has to go. Like, well, it, it, it if, 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 if if anyone doesn't go far, they're going to go. But I always feel like any criticism at Southgate is unwarranted at the moment because he hasn't done anything to prove that he's in a bad job. Because Oh, yeah, I'm not saying that. But, like, with the crop of players we've got, it's a lot of pressure for him. And I understand the England job is a toxic job. I, would, I wouldn't take it. I just wouldn't. Like, <laughs> look at Roy Hodgson, for God's sake. Like, look what he did for us. He then went to England, flopped. Then went to Crystal Palace, and he's killing it. So it, it, it's, you know what I mean. Well, the England job is just a toxic place altogether. Is is my view on that? So obviously, you say the Euros. Um, if this was last year, twenty twenty, and the Euros have already happened, and let's say we went out and we didn't even qualify, or we just went out the, re- the first round after that, I'd say probably I'd agree with you saying yeah, get rid of Southgate. But because the World Cup is next year. I think it'd be unwise to bring in a manager, a new manager who he hasn't got the time to work with the players and implement him, and it could actually taint our chances for the World Cup. So I'm, I'd judge him after the World Cup. That's what I would do. I'm pretty sure Southgate's already said he's stepping down after the World Cup anyway, because that's the end of the cycle. Well, World Cup Euros, World Cup. Yeah, so I think he's doing he's doing he's doing he the never- Euros. I was meant to be last year, this year. And I think he said after the next World Cup, he's stepping down. I'm not entirely sure, but I've heard it somewhere. Don't know if it's right or not, though. Which would be nice. Yeah, but well, it is a good question. Who would you put in charge instead? I ain't got a scooby-doo at the minute. Maybe I'll have a, a clearer view later on, but at the minute, obviously, I only can if... see one man for the job, and that's it. It does, it does frustrate me because, like, I feel like we're in certain, because the quality of players in certain games, we should be killing them off. Would, um... Here's a question. Would you have an Englishman take over the English squad still? I, I couldn't care less. Okay. So you couldn't care. What about you, Dale? Would you have an Englishman still take over the English squad or is it just open to any nationality? For me, personally, I feel like an Englishman would be better. I don't mm. know why. I just feel like it'd be more suited and it'd be nice. But if yeah, it, obviously make, it obviously makes a lot more sense having an Englishman yeah, in charge. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, but if there's a, a fantastic manager available, say like... Um, you mean? But the thing so like, I was going so like, to put if you have like Allegri, for example. Thank you. Take so I, was gonna, I was literally going to point this out. If we need a manager, and there's one available right now, it is Allegri. I mean, but obviously the thing <laughs> is, you, but, but languages. Most players now speak multiple languages. I swear, like Eric Dyer can speak like five different languages anyway. So, so he knows Brazilian, well, not he knows Portuguese and Spanish and whatnot. He knows sure like he knows he, he German know, well. yeah, German and Dutch. He knows them as well. Like he is very fluent, and a lot of the, a lot of other players will know multiple languages as well, and they pick up. Well, on not, only that, not only that, like the the universal language, like if you, is English. Like, if you go yeah. most places, most places will know as English. So Allegri, if he came in, he'd know English. But that that's a question for when it happens, I suppose. I think mm. I think obviously. It it will be disappointing if we, let's say we don't even we don't even get past the qualifiers in the Euros or we go at the first or second round, um, but I don't think getting rid of him so close to when World Cup's in twenty twenty two and I don't think it's going to be delayed with how things are moving with COVID and the way fo- and the way football is it'd be it'd be the worst choice for the, the minute, for, yeah. yeah for the team because. They've got to get used to a new play Big style. Yeah, exactly. And it'd be, it'll be really hard for it. Being as like, he doesn't have enough time with him anyway because they've got their own 
like leagues to go to and play in, it would be it'd be shambles. Maybe for when if after the World Cup and then that's it, they've got two years until the Euros, they've got plenty of time then. That's a long time. But a year yeah. I don't think it'd be enough. I'd literally I'd literally <laughs> do it like straight after the World Cup then. Like World Cup's finished. hundred percent. Adios. Either, like, if he's, either he's going to leave or he gets he gets the, the sack either sack. way. Yeah, literally. Where, whatever stage we leave at. But what happens if he... The um, day after. But let's say, for example, if he wins the Euros and he doesn't do well in the World Cup, would you keep him still for the next Euros? No. I, no, because I think that's the end of his time. Yeah. They won't renew it. In general, <laughs> even, if, even, if he, even if he won the World Cup, I still feel like he'd step down because he can't See, do it much more. The point I point, want to point out is... They did that in Germany with Yakin Lowe or whatever his name is. Um, yeah, he he literally did really well. Um, the 2014 World Cup, obviously. Then they did really well in the Euros, and then the World Cup spun around, <clears throat> and they got slapped. They didn't even make it out the group stage. They got clapped up by Mexico, mm. <laughs> like. You know what I mean? And I'm pretty sure they got battered by Costa Rica or something like that. Well, like, he's been Germany manager since 2006. Exactly. <laughs> so, like, his tenure literally just burnt out. And he got the golden, golden generation. I don't know. He's officially said he's stepping down after either the Euros or the World Cup. I can't remember mm. which one, but he has said he's leaving. After <clears throat> I wonder if he'll take Leroy Sano this time. Who knows? <laughs> Should have took him last time. Um, anyway... <laughs> Let's move on to the next game. Um, Albania nil, uh, England two. For me, that's a poor result. I feel like it should have been more dominating again, especially if we were playing more of the big guns this game. If you watch the game again, again, like it was, it wasn't anything special. It wasn't a disappointment. It was job done, comfortable. Yeah, they weren't under any danger. They had one shot in the entire game. Two shots. They had two shots. See, watching it. What's the difference? See, watching it. We had, like, the thing is, we only had nine shots. Nine shots, four on target. Come, come to the attention of. I think, I think we just, we just knew we were going to win. So as long as we got one or two, I think it, the whole game plan was just be comfortable. Ninety minutes, just hold on to the ball. Yeah. Don't burn yourself so, out we're playing Poland it's all, it's, all, it's all about qualifying if you can get the win you get the win there's no yeah. point risking anything more yeah I think I think that one was a game of go out there which goes well, I, I would say qualifying means squat all at the moment because we're always going to qualify because teams play our trash and it comes to exactly the point of this like we just mm. played out Bania we beat them 2-0 didn't even look like we were going to threaten any more than 2-0 and we, we didn't even look like we were going to concede a goal some of the players didn't even look like they were asked. It was like, it was like when you turn up at Sunday League in the first 10 minutes when everybody like has a mad run and then after 30 minutes they're all like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like they, they, they struggled to get in behind Albania um, like at all completely. It was just a bit like uh, the Albania one was a bit slow because we couldn't, we couldn't get in behind. We couldn't get crosses in. And then we when we did get in behind, obviously we got a couple of goals. But yeah, job like there was nothing more to say. We we did a job. We well, won two 0 got the points. We'll move on then to the uh, England Poland game, which also I think was another disappointing result. I know Poland were the better team at the three, but I re I'll I'll say my reason why is obviously 
Sterling dived, that was not a penalty. And if that was VAR involved, in my opinion, that would not have been given and we would have drew that game 1-1. And also a mistake at the back, which is sloppy for a person who's playing with a team like Man City who's potentially going to win uh, the Premier League this year. And he should have done way better. And it was... it was The thing is, if that was, like I said, if that was a bigger team, you will be punished and lose that game. And that's why things like this should be rubbed out and cleaned out. Like Southgate has worked with some of these players for a long time now and we're seeing the same shit over and over and it's just frustrating. Um, so we spoke about it beforehand about the penalty. I do think it was a penalty because he has been clipped on the back of his leg. Like I, I think it's a penalty no matter what. Nav, like, there's, there's no contact until after he's done yeah, I'll, but I'll it might already be going down. But there's, it might already be going down, but there's still contact. Nah, See, I think I'll, I'll watch, I'll the, watch way, the way it is. It's still a penalty. From yeah, here, I, I was going to say, no I'll, I'll play devil's advocate. Yeah, I was going to say I'll play devil's. The the thing for me is, yeah, he he has gone down super easy and gone down like way before any contact has happened. But the problem is, on his way down, there is contact. So. In the laws of the game, yeah, in the laws of the game, it technically is a penalty. But if it was us lot, we'd sit there and be like, get up. Like, normally I'd sit there and say, like, yeah, get up. But it is a penalty because even yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, he has gone down and in the way of going down, that's when like someone's kicked on like the calf on the back of on his back leg. I mean, I mean, so there is contact there. I mean, I know you said like if VIR was there, they'd give the pen, but. Again, I can't be confident that had happened. Uh, that wouldn't give the pen, sorry. I can't be confident that had happened because, I mean, look at the Lacazette one. My man swung at the ball, missed the ball. Davinson Sanchez dived to block the shot and he's just accidentally collided with Lacazette and it's a pen. And I'm like, like, like we said, that for us, that isn't a pen because he hasn't like cleaned him out purposely. He's just dived to block the shot, but Lacazette has completely missed the ball. And under VAR, they went... Hard ped. In regards to the polling game, I'm more disappointed with the result purely because our second half was poor. Our first half performance was awesome. Our first half was like the best we've played in the qualifiers. Like when we're talking about how we in Albania we couldn't get in behind the defence, we did it constantly against Poland. We should have been three 0 up at halftime, like no questions asked. Because we were that good. That's what I'm saying. Like if you look but back, second, to the... half, second half wasn't second half wasn't good enough at all. But that's what I'm saying. If you look back to the San Marino game, should have finished your chances, should have finished your dinner, should have scored more. That's the problem we're having, and you could see from the San Marino game that there's a lot of uh, creases that need to be ironed out. From yeah, me. I'm not saying there isn't. I'm not saying there isn't. Uh, I think... But again, we go back to the Albania thing. Yeah, we we struggled to get the win, but we still got the win. It was more. It was more of. Against Poland, it was capitulation. I just, I just think they all. I think with England, once we score, they all relax, and that's it. Then, like, I feel like, I feel like England proves in, never... yeah, proves in the pudding with the semi-final of when we scored against Croatia. I, I think, I think, like, we score one, and then we just capitulate. We just, yeah, we've scored. Cool, we've won. <laughs> Call and I just think it's that relax. It's always been with England though, when it like we can score one and they can score three. I we've want... always, the thing we've... Is... <laughs> even with world class players, bro, we've always been likey, and I don't know why because of the quality 
of the players that we got who can score goals, who can create goals. We've got the, literally so many players are playing in teams that are literally in, in the top of the league, which is and like, and obviously we've got like some players abroad like Bellingham and um, Sancho. Sancho. And obviously Sancho wasn't included in this uh, set of games, but. Um, Obviously, when he does get included, he'll give us that extra ability of attack and hopefully assists and shit like that. But I want a manager, let's say, let's say after the World Cup, I want a manager like Jurgen Klopp and like Pep Guardiola who doesn't want to see out a 1-0, 2-0, who wants to literally win 5-6-0 every mm. single game and absolutely dominate every single game with possession um, and attacking and breakdown teams I think it's, all the I time. I think it's more along the lines of just excitement. I think that's our issue. Like, I don't feel like we're exciting. I, there's something about it. No, there, like there is, said, for me, there is I'm, excitement. Like, we do some one-touch passing football. Like, like Kane had a, a nice little one-touch uh, passing play with uh, oh, yeah. Poland. Yeah, yeah, Poland. I think, and I and think, we, it happened in San Marino. We, we do some one-touch football. It, we, we're good at that, but obviously... It's just not often enough. It's not that's that end, I mean. it doesn't, doesn't create an end result. That, that's what I mean. So, like Alex pointed out, it's not often enough. Whereas, like... You, you do watch your Man City's and Liverpool's and the the phrase, I, I don't know if you understand where I'm coming from, but the phrase I want to use is they make it zip across the surface. Like, it's not so much like, oh, you have the ball, then I'll have the it's more of a It's more of a, when De Bruyne or Gundogan or somebody picks up that ball in midfield, it gets yeeted like that all across the pitch straight away. There's no... There's no, like, yeah, they'll do their five, 10-yard passes to each other or five, 10-yard passes to the centre-backs. But you know they'll give that pass off, find a bit of space, and once they've found that space, they will turn around and make that ball zip across the field to somebody else. That then just impacts the entire team. That forward. And I think, obviously, Sterling plays with that calibre and that kind of stuff, so he knows when as soon as De Bruyne or Gundogan or Fernandinho or somebody like that or Bernardo Silva receives that ball in midfield, he knows that that's going to be zipped to somebody and he's going to be there. So, but then when I watch England, we're in control, but it doesn't feel like that. It doesn't feel like it's being zipped about. It feels very... It feels like Brighton. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. You spot on there. Oh, yeah. It feels like, because like, we'll pick up the ball in midfield, then we'll fling it over to Trent to like stands there he picks up the ball and like then you've got like whoever's on right wing will like stand inside of him he'll then flick it to them he'll make the run but they'll turn the wrong way and give it back to midfield and then it goes to the other side and then and then it just keeps doing that and it's just too much and I'm like when that happens you know Trent's going to run in behind so the winger needs to you know, for, for me, like it, I watch it, and it's like how United play. It's just like you got a quick counter attack of players, but you just don't you you can't break a team down. When when like yeah. when like Alex says, when they have got eleven men, you can't break a team down. And it's it's only when you get the first goal. If they score the first goal, you pretty much it's hard screwed. for us. It's, it's hard yeah. for us. But again, it's a, so you've got the players like Sterling and Sancho, and and now we've got like Ward Prowse who does do the whole zip thing because when I watch him for Southampton he is De Bruyne-esque he zips the ball across the field like nothing he's class Matt Ward-Prowse I, I love yeah, Luke Shaw does the same as well yeah and Luke Shaw's come into his own and he he bursts forward like if if 
Guardiola, if you're watching and you need a flying fullback, just take a 10-minute cab drive across the road and nick that one from the red shirts. That's £150 million, please. <laughs> but, like, but like when Ward Prowse is doing it, and obviously the Sterling and that, but we can't, we can't be having Kane drop into midfield because it slows everything down because that's the way Spurs play. It we slows need, we need We need a quick counter, down. quick counter. Or just, or just came to stay up top because he's got the ability to control the ball, spin pass, like flick it inside. You see, it happens. Or you can do it. Or you could do his dive for a free kick, which he does a lot. So. Oh yeah. Or just back up into a player while send mid air and almost break the neck. But we'll gloss over that. Well, dangerous. I don't, I don't know if because I, I can't remember the lineups. Did uh, James play right back for against Albania or Poland at all? No. Well, okay then. So in the San Marino game, he did impress me, to be fair. And as I was saying when before, and I said you wouldn't take James, you know what I mean? And the assist he made uh, for whose goal was it? Uh, Dominic Carvet Lewins. It was a peng assist. It was brilliant. And I was like, if he's playing balls like that and he's running up the field like that and beating man like that, I'd rather have him at my right back. That's 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 the thing. Like when I was saying, like Reese James is so good at doing everything. Yeah. But like, like Trent is world class at delivering ball. Not this season, I will say. But usually, Trent is world class at crossing and whipping the ball in. And Wan-Bissaka is world class at defending. And he's obviously improving his forward game. But his thing is, he can defend. He's a right back that can stop a winger. Yeah. Reese James isn't world class at both, but he is very good at both. Like very good. He's a really good balance, and that's why I'd have a massive headache because I'd like I want to take all three. Well, I just want to take all three. <laughs> I do have a question for you guys. So obviously, you might know. You wait for a considering considering making oh, yeah. from a twenty three to a twenty five man team, and so, uh... if that do you reckon it should happen? No. Why? I don't think it should happen. I think it should like, happen. That's my opinion. But you said, tell me why. I, I don't know. It, it just in the sense that, like, <clears throat> it just makes it easier for the bigger teams in these tournaments. Yeah, but we are one of those bigger teams in the tournament. Yeah, I know. But in general, it's not fair on the likes of, like, Scotland, for example. Like, they, they take two more players, but who are they going to take? Are they going to change the team? We can easily bring two more players and change the team. It's not fair on the bigger teams, like your friend, like your France especially, you have a massive squad. Like your Germany's, your Spain's, us. And like, you've got the likes of Czech Republic, who've got two players at the top of your head that you can name that are good enough, which is too Czech and too foul. Um, and yeah, it, it, I just don't think it'd be fair. What about you, Jim? I, I'm I'm divided. I am divided on it because um, I think it's. A, it, I think it benefits players that need that World Cup experience. Because if it's twenty four, if you Euros. really don't have... Euros. No, Euros. no, that. But I'm, I'm saying, like, in a general kind of sense, like, if it was implemented into like the World Cup, it'd be really nice to bring it... two more young players along. To I know it's UEFA and I know it's Euros, but if FIFA implemented the same thing, kind of like. It'd be really nice for the young players to come along, get the atmosphere, get the feel, sit, even maybe sit on the bench. Like, you know what okay, I mean? But are you telling me that we're going to do that? Are we going to do that? that exactly. That's, that's the point I'm making. If it was, oh, if, it was oh. if you had two more spots available, 
we wouldn't take two young people. We take two more people. Is, we think it could change the game. That's what I mean. So this is where I'm divided on it because then, as much as the opportunity is there, because then let's say you could take Bamford and you could take I don't know another young like you could take Hudson Odoi. Then you could or Curtis Jones. You could pull them up into the senior squad instead of the under 21s. So like you could take them, but. That's the question. Would you take them? Would you risk taking two youngsters that might impact games if you bring them on? But then again, would you take that risk? Or would you bring two certain players that you know would perform no matter what, even like in the senior well, team? So like you could then take, say you wanted Walker, hands, you say, let's say, because I didn't take Walker in mind, but I know he's a very versatile player at the back. He can play centre back and right back, and I wanted him. I could then take him. So then there's 24, and then you could take another player. You know what I mean? You could take another really good versatile player. Like you wouldn't have to drop a midfielder. Then you could bring Henderson as well. So you still bring two experienced players. So, so like a... the 25 filled, but they're filled with the experienced players. But you could still take young players so I'm very divided on right, it right 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 so this is obviously my opinion so obviously yeah. he's taking what is it a 26 man squad um, for, the, for the qualifiers and obviously yeah, the, the players obviously that are missing obviously Wambasaka, Trent Grealish Henderson um, Madison um, no Sancho and also no Bamford so those are all huge players that are missing from this current squad and obviously We've all we've already spoke about how we take certain players out and switch certain players in, but obviously with them twenty with that twenty five, we could bring maybe an extra. Let's say if he left out, he, he, ta- he takes Trent and James, but he left out Wambasaka, and he goes, oh, I can actually bring Wambasaka. Wambasaka could be a defensive right back for when I need it for that game. Obviously, I know what Alex is saying disadvantage for um, well, the well, lower that's teams. What I was going to say was if it happens, I'm all for it because it does benefit us. It, like it completely does. But I just think as a neutral, it's not, it's, it, yeah. as a neutral, it's not fair to the smaller teams who, like, especially with the Euros, when more small teams can get to this tournament after like the um, the the, the yeah. Nations League playoffs and yeah. stuff. Like a lot of teams have got to this tournament well, for the first time. It's just like it's just like um, when they were trying to introduce what was it five subs in a game and nine substitute uh, something like twelve substitutions on the bench. Now, if you're Man City, perfect. Perfect. Awesome. You can put as many players as you want on the bench. Five players to come on. Five absolutely world-class gems to come on. Who are the Albion going to bring on? Who who are Sheffield United going to bring on? Brighton. Crystal Palace. Five subs to use. Who who are we going to bring on to change the game? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? That's the point I'm making. And that's but it's, 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 it's exactly the same point. But, but obviously, like, I don't think increased... The sub. I don't know if the sub counts are going to be three or five um, euros. I, I don't know. I haven't. So uh, they uh, they they usually are. Oh, I think it's. I don't. I can't remember off the top of my head. But I think it is uh, three subs you can make, but you can have an entire bench of all the yeah. players there. Yeah. That's yeah. What it is at the moment, you can oh. have all twenty-three players in the squad, but you can only make a certain number of subs. Okay. I don't know how many subs it is. I, I think they should include definitely include the concussion. 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 Yeah, I think I agree. Yeah. yeah. I think, I, mean, that's, that's, I think that's only a matter of time until that's worldwide anyway. And then, obviously, you get the one extra one at extra time. Yeah, at extra time, you'll have one extra sub as well. Yeah, I, I agree with that as well. How FIFA haven't implemented that into a game, I don't know. But we'll, it, it, we, we know it's corrupt. We don't have to yeah. talk about it. 
But um, back back to it, I think they should do it, and I think I'm I'm all for it because obviously it'll give a. He's still going to be able to leave players out, and players are going to be upset because yeah, I name like, I name like we, six we, players. We struggled. We struggled with it. If we have twenty six months struggle, we struggled to bring all the best players. Yeah, literally. So <laughs> going, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, obviously, he's able to bring an extra two players, which could cause a slight less of a headache. Still got a headache because, like, he's, like Jim says, this is like a golden generation. We've got so many young players with so much talent, and yeah. it's... So, for example, like literally look at left back and right back. Like this season, you've got to sit there and literally go, right? I ain't got enough coins to flip here. Because the like, thing is, though, right back, there's like four players that could play their left back. We've only got two, two, two or three. Because like you got Cresswell, you got Chilwell, and then you got Shaw. And like, obviously, at the minute, Shaw, hand, if if he's not the first name on the team sheet, I will be very, very. The thing is, though, that's a, that's a fun thing to say. Apparently, Gareth Southgate's come out and said he already has. He's like starting eleven for the first game of the Euros. Like he's already got, he had that in mind before this World Cup qualifiers, so that's really interesting to me that he's already made his mind yeah. up. Yeah, it's a bit because like, exactly like, because you have like, the players like the players like Watkins who have come into this qualifying like, and scored in his debut. Like, does he have a chance to get in that squad now? Like, I it mean, makes you think. There's ten games left, and what if he scores ten in ten? Yeah, like, exactly. What if Watkins comes in and scores ten in ten, and Kane can't score another goal, and Dominic Calvert Lewin only gets like six in ten? Exactly. Right? It, it, it it just really interested me to see that. Like, see, I would, I personally like you have your ideal, like, so I'd say you have six. You have your spine. You have your six yeah, spine. You have your six that you know, no matter what, they're playing. So you know who's in goal. You know who's who's your back four, and you know who's two of your midfield. The rest. You got ten games. You got ten games to show me that you want to go to the world, uh, the Euros. Sorry, I keep saying World Cup, but you want to go to the Euros. You have ten games to absolutely smash it out. And if Watkins, for all we know, could score fifteen in ten, he could go on the maddest run of his life. Yeah, or yeah, Banford yeah. could score another eleven goals in ten. Like he, he could. And and then what do you do? Do you sit there and go, well, I've got Kane sat, who's essentially captain of England. Even though it shouldn't be, but like essentially captain of England, like who would you give captain? Being as you say that, Henderson. Yeah, Hender. No, older. Yeah, you wouldn't say that. No, yeah, of course, you, of course, you wouldn't say. Yeah, no. No. Just, just because he's captain of Liverpool, he doesn't deserve it. Like, what has he really done for England to deserve captain? More than what Gerrard's done. No, he's also won more than Gerrard. No, well, quickly, man. Well, no, I'm not. <laughs> we don't want to get into this debate right now. Hang on. You say one more. No, no, no. We'll no. move on. We're not going no, to no, 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 He's won more than Let's Gerard. No, yeah, he, he, he hasn't won more in Gerard. He's just he's just one specific trophies more than Gerard, e.g. Premier League. That's just me. Yeah, I understand that, but again, he hasn't won more think, trophies think, than Gerard. I think Gerard only won one Champions League as well. Yeah, I think he did as well. Overall, Gerard has more trophies, but we'll move on. 
Because Gerard's won like yeah. FA Cup, Europe, like, yeah, Europe he's won the League yeah. Cup, he's won all sorts. Let's just move on because that's a debate. It was we're just, not gonna, it was just we're funny. We're not going to have time. I know, for. How much, I know how much he hates it. But no, it, it'd have to but be. I, I, would, I, would cap, I would put Henderson as captain purely because, like, he's, if you look at the England squad at the moment, he's the only one I see who will have that, like, that brute, like, I will yeah. take a player next to me and I'll drag him through the wall. Yeah. That's the only player I can say. I know Maguire is Man United captain, but I don't see that from him yet. He couldn't do I, if, he, if he changes it and surprises me, by all means, but I don't no, see him yet. Let, let's be I honest. Kane either. Kane is one that will, yeah. like, lead by example in his performance, but he won't drag players with him. Well, he's the captain for Spurs as well. I don't know. I, 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 I don't see it. I actually, Lloris you... is captain for Spurs. Yeah. It, it's Would rotation. You... Would you have Maguire as captain of Man U or would you have Fernandez? The way Fernandez shouts at players, gets so, everybody amped up. The way I, he I know exactly the... what you're saying there because Fernandez does the same as Henderson. I have seen Henderson uh, when yeah, he's captain that's what of Liverpool. I mean. that's and, and obviously for me, I even though Fernandez has been there a short while, less than obviously Maguire, I would put Fernandez 100. Yeah. percent If I if I was manager, I'd be like. Captain. And that's what I want. If like if we have like a bad forty five minutes and we're like one nil down at half time or two nil down at half time, and you have Harry Kane as captain in the dressing room, I don't see him like speaking from the heart and getting everybody else wrong. Okay. I see that from Henderson. So you'll have Kane going, oh, guys, oh, yeah, so <laughs> you've been uh, good this half, but you can yeah. have you can I'd have, rather have Jordan, I'd rather You're have fucking Jordan. wanker! Henderson. What are you doing? Put it together. Jordan come in and go. I play for Sunderland. Oh, yeah, I'll just. Make it <laughs> I'd rather not talk about just. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, like Gareth Southgate ain't gonna walk into the dressing room and launch a bottle at somebody, is he really? Whereas yeah. I can definitely see Jordan Henderson going in, taking his boot off, and flinging it at somebody's head. Yeah, and that's what like, I, want. I want. As a captain, I want someone with that like grit, scrap that grit. Yeah, yeah, I do, I do get uh, what you're saying, but I just don't want to see him as captain. Just two. No, we understand. We understand that as well. I mean, I have um, one. I have one point which I was going to mention earlier, but I never like said it. What is it? Go on. Um, that like when we were talking about big teams, and that like if we don't put chances away, they'll like score against us and whatnot. Um, in the three games we played, we only faced one shot on target. When he. Ah, 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 ah. 270 uh, minutes of football and we only conceded one shot on target and it was a goal. Ah. Uh, let's <laughs> not have some shots on target. <laughs> which which is what you were saying earlier, Dale, that against bigger teams, we need to put the chances away. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you saying that, that's literally changed my whole view of them. them that's pathetic. Yep, yeah. One like, shot on target. One shot on target in all three games and it went in. And like... I love Pope to death. I think he's a fantastic goalkeeper. But he should have saved. I, I did look at it. He should have saved it. It was powerful. He shouldn't have saved it because of the because of the power behind it. But um, what I was going to say was I like him as a keeper. But I've always said he's not England's number one because of Pickford and the international three games he just played shows because Pickford can play at the back. Pope cannot. He's he shaky yeah. on the ball. He's completely shaky on the he's, ball. He's, he's a goalkeeper, isn't he? Yeah, like, exactly. He's, he's, he's a an old-fashioned keeper where you give him the ball and he just fucking hoofs it. But what, yeah. about, what about Henderson? Dean Henderson. What about Henderson? Oh, Dean Henderson. Oh. I haven't seen enough of him. I haven't seen him play for England properly and I haven't seen him play for Man United a lot. I know he's good with his, with his arms and he can pick a throw and he can 
do that for well, I haven't seen him with his feet enough. That's just because I haven't seen it. That's just because I haven't seen enough of him. I yeah. ain't gonna sit here and say I, just enough. I just haven't seen throw, enough. Case in point, that goal against Man City where yeah, yeah, exactly. he's Luke Shaw. What a throw that is! Yeah, but look, like, look at when he's been shaky against he... Milan. You know what I mean? Yeah, but the, exactly. And the way like Southgate plays, and he wants people to be good with their feet, especially from the keeper, as we've seen in the last three games. Pickford's always there. And I've said that for the last two years. He's always been good. At, at the moment, Pickford's. Well, what league. about what about Sam Johnston? We can see that Sam Johnston can yeet a ball up forwards. Is the end yeah, is... exactly. But I don't think he's good with his feet because he hasn't played in the team that he, will do that. He uh, he's good with his feet. He's just. <clears throat> When he when he gets a bit pressured, like he'll make a mistake, like kicking wise, and then he'll get inside of his own head, and then the pressure. Well, that's of him the thing. That, that's, that's exactly the thing yeah. that happened with Pope. Like you, you can't have that. Whereas Pickford, that won't happen. Cause yeah, good of his feet. Like, like he'll like misplace one long kick. Like he, he obviously distributes to our fullbacks. That's the way we play. We'll we'll distribute it just on the halfway line to the fullbacks, so they can have a running jump at it. And then like flick it on or something like that, or like we'll go short to Bartley or a Jay, and um, and he's all right. He'll just get inside of his own head if he messes one pass up, and then it'll take him like ten minutes to just recoup his kicking because he'll like he'll like stand there and take a a couple more seconds than usual to work out where he's going to put it. Whereas usually when it's from the kickoff or something like that, like he'll he'll just naturally just pick a pass. And that's when he gets. He needs a bit more time and experience. Like we ain't going to have him. We're relegated, so all our players are going to be stripped. But when it comes to Johnson, <clears throat> I'll be very surprised if a good team doesn't pick him up. The likes of like, I don't know, the likes of say West Ham or someone along those lines don't pick him up, and then he'll get that good playing time with playing out from the back. It'll get that sorted. It's just a matter of seeing. I don't see Johnson going to the Euros if Pickford's fit anyway. So that yeah, he's not takes that. that as the well, here's a quick thing. Obviously, you talked about playing from at the back. We saw Pickford, he's injured a player this season and he also did another a tackle which could have severely injured someone, but he was fortunate. But both of them should have been penalties, in my opinion. And red cards. And red cards. So is that a danger to have at the back? Oh, it's a complete danger. Like, Pickford's... Com- like. Roy Keane made the point about it when we were talking. When he was talking, I can't remember which game it was. Probably the Albany game or something. And he said that Pickford is a very erratic goalkeeper, and he is. <clears throat> yeah, completely is. Like you can see, like he's always. Whenever you're watching play, he always like his head's wearing like really tightly and all this lot. Yeah. Whereas, whereas Pope is a very calm goalkeeper in that sense, where like one on one, you know, he isn't going to do a, a rash decision. He's going to do everything by the book, by the basics, do everything right, all that lot. And and that's, that's, where, that's where the decision comes in because Pickford can also make the saves because especially recently he's been mm. phenomenal in the Premier League before his injury like he has yeah mm. like and I've always said Pickford to me was always a shot stopper first and then he's become amazing with his feet uh, and like the, the the beauty of the England keepers at the moment is like they're all still really young and there's so many of them and well, there's, yeah, there's, there's the not that is... many but they're all young no, like I fully would though. Like I fully would say there's loads of them. Cause there's five, there is, in my opinion. There's five there's keepers that Pick, stand there's out. There's Pickford, Henderson, Pope, Johnston, and to be honest, Ramsdale. It, 
I, I don't rate him yet purely because I haven't seen enough of him. Like I saw him, like I've seen Ramsdale play two full Premier League seasons and he's going to get relegated with both teams. And I'm not saying that's anything against him, but he hasn't had the opportunity to show himself that good yet. And in fact, he played in the under 21 Championship and they've been knocked out. To be fair, the the goal he conceded. He... I ain't gonna sit about shitting him about that goal, but they still had two games beforehand that he couldn't keep clean shooting. Oh yeah, I know, a hundred percent, and I think. I have no doubt that if we get the opportunity him... in a better team, he'll be perfectly fine. Okay, I saw, so, I, I saw he's, him. He's, um... he's far too inconsistent to be in the so, running for. So obviously, uh, uh, spot. obviously, my soft spot for Ramsdale comes down to Football Manager because obviously uh, he's a quality goalkeeper from Football Manager, so that's why I got a soft spot. I know that's completely different than real yeah, life. I know. I know that. I know that's that. Like a football, like a football manager, like anything can happen. Hundred percent, but uh, as we've seen. Yeah, yeah. Well, like it's just the way. I, it's just it's just the way I see things. It's just the way it is. If you ever have like a question about keepers, I'll talk about it all fucking day. Oh yeah, hundred percent. If you got a question about midfielders, I will shag them all day. <laughs> and if you got any questions what? about defenders, I don't mind and strikers. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, like when it comes to the next competition, if Pickford's fit, I don't know how long his injury is going to be. Yes, he's erratic, but I think like. That will go out of his game. I think his temperament will, will yeah. get there. I think that's the only part of his game he needs to fix on. And Shalotti will give him a fat backhand. Exactly, exactly. Like, can you imagine like doing something stupid and like having to go into the dressing room and face Carlo Ancelotti afterwards? I would be shit scared. I'd like in, in without saying with horrible the... about it. I'd be scared to get the mafia in on me. <laughs> with sounds the bloke like, who looked... like Ancelotti. We talked. Sounds like a mafia boss. Yeah, but you know what? With the Imagine getting argued with a bloke that looks like he's having a constant stroke. His one eyebrow is up on the and top of his head and the other side of his face is down. Like, uh, Everton's got like a last-minute winner and he's just sitting there in his coffee going, yep. Literally. <laughs> Who has that ball, yeah, but man? Yeah, but the thing is, though, I did say... I did say... I did see that he, uh, he won a Champions League final. So winning 5-4 in extra time against Spurs. Yeah, and yeah. It's the experience behind it. Yeah. Uh, he's he's such a cool man. Like Everton, yeah, I I commend you literally on how I read, you a, uh, I read, I read an article that like Warsaw draw nil nil again. I read an article that um Everton have been after Ancelotti for years. Yeah, have been like been like brooding up to it. Like the managers they've had have just been like to get to a style of player that Ancelotti would be like, yeah, right. <laughs> They're like fam. I remember where it was. But, like, <laughs> literally. As soon as Ancelotti became available, that's when whoever was manager last. I can't remember who it was, Marco Silva or something yeah. like that. I genuinely yeah, can't right. remember. As soon as Ancelotti became available, they were like, wait for a couple of bad results. They've already had Ancelotti at that point in the pocket saying, like, yeah. when he has a couple of bad results, we'll get you in. And then when a couple of bad results came, they were like, right, off you pop. And then obviously <laughs> the next day, they were like, Ancelotti, look. They were yeah. like, 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 Roberto Martin- Martinez, yeah? Yeah, look, look, look. Good style of football. Then Ronald Koeman come in and went, look, look, good football. Then yeah, Marco exactly. Silva went in and they went, look, see, see, we're doing it. And then they went, Ancelotti. They had Duncan Ferguson in charge for a couple of games, but they already had like Ancelotti yeah. like, yeah. signed the contract that, like before. But the thing the is, what's weird is Koeman Ker- now is now Barcelona manager and... I don't know how he must have the best agent in the history of agents. Bro, he's... I oh, swear, him his job him. at Southampton. He was fantastic at Southampton. Yeah, he was. Well, you can't knock him for that. Yeah, that's was, Southampton, bro. That's this is Barcelona. Yeah, no, he, got, he got the top six. He got the top 
tick still. And he's still a Barcelona legend because he played for him for years. I won't say that. Barcelona. I won't say Pick him. their managers. They don't pick it. Right, right. They go, yeah, the fans like yeah. We'll get you in. Literally, him, Ronald Koeman, and Chupo Moting have the same agent. I swear to God. How they are still in job. I, I have not. Bro, Chupo Moting. Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich. I was going to bring that up a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about Mbappe and um, how good he was. And they're like, hey, he's really good. And I was like, yeah, but they made Chupo Moting look good at front of PSG. So you can't say shit to me. Yeah. This Donny, this Donny had... A six start to the Premier League when he was a Stoke and then flopped the entire season. Just like Bojan, just like Shakiri. In fact, no, that's harsh on Shakiri. He was the one bright spark. Ben Arfa, flop. Ben, ben Arfa, um, what's his face? Afaloy, who was ex Barcelona. Like, Adelterats, flop. Yeah, that, that Stoke team should never have gone down. Oh, that Fam. Stoke didn't have those players. Stoke had the likes of Bojan, Afaloy. That's um, what I mean, Afaloy. And Chupo Moting, bro. Chupo Moting went from Stoke to Bayern Munich. Yeah, but I swear, PNG. I swear, Stoke had Enzonzi as well. Yeah, yeah. Stefan, yeah. Stefan Enzonzi and Shakiri were the only two broad sparks in that Stoke team. That definitely. Hey, hey. Uh, Jack Butland. Oh, oh. Jack Butland should have left years ago. I don't know how he's still there. He's at Crystal Palace now. Oh, oh yeah, they bought that... him. Yes, but he's sitting on the bench. Yeah. Because uh, Geiss is their number one. But uh, like Jack Butler should have been England number one years ago. The thing is, they've got Wayne Hennessy as well. Yeah, Wayne Hennessy's trash. I think he's left. No, yeah. Wayne Hennessy's a sick keeper. Don't even start. Yeah, no, no, he's, 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 he's trash now. Like, I know he was a sick keeper, but he's... No, 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 Wayne Hennessy is still a good keeper. Right. Plus he, plus he's, he's one of my favourite keeper. He's so good. Okay, i got one final question for you guys, and then we'll wrap this up. Um... Where do you think England... Okay, we'll split it into two. Where would you like them to finish and where would they finish in the Euros? Go on there now. You could go first. Well, it's a stupid question. We all want to win. Okay. So you'd want just them to, to win, yeah. yeah. Everyone wants to win. Like, it's it's just a thing. I think, um, given our previous <clears throat> tournament performance, I think anything but a semi-final is a failure. Okay, but I will also say that the quality of teams above us are still very apparent. So I think semi-finals probably reasonable finish for us. I don't see us getting any further, and anything less is a failure. Okay, what about you, Jim? Unless, unless if, unless if we get to the quarters and we're up against the likes of like France and Germany or something like that, then then I think it's acceptable. Like, yeah, but so... even still, even still, yeah, yeah like, like, even... Can, like think about the last World Cup, we did have. A shitty easy run. Yeah. yeah. Even Croatia, we should have beaten, and we all know that now. But we had, what, what, Colombia, Sweden, Croatia. That should have been a World Cup final for us. Like, 100%. No, no. No, no questions show. asked. Yeah. But we we should have got bummed by our pre- Because of our previous performances, we saw a semi final and went, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I think. You've now, set the bar now. You've now, got to get Now there. they've set the bar, they have to get to semi final again. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, there's going to be. And in an inquest. So, what, what do you say, Jim? You agree with Al or? Yeah, like obviously, I want him to win, but uh, like I said, semi-finals is is the goal. It's it's where I think we'll, which as Al said, but again, I can 
I'll, I'll give them a bit of leeway if this in the semi in the quarterfinal. Sorry, we play against like they literally. If we get paired up with France, we've lost. Like, that's that's a be all and end all of it. I mean, Belgium, we can give them a good run for their money. We've smashed Spain before. Germany, we haven't beaten in how many years. So like, yeah, but Germany aren't exactly doing great, are they? Yeah, they're not doing great. So if it's a Germany England quarterfinal, I'm still expecting well, to we... go for it. We did, we did beat Germany before. Uh, Vardy scored and we won the game. But game yeah, we played him in friendly. We played him in friendlies. It was just a friendly. Yeah. And that was when they were world champions. That was going to say. But like, but like against Germany, I'm still expecting us to go through to semis. But Same. if we get matched, I agree. If we were to come against yeah. Germany, I'd, I'd expect to win. But like the France and Spain, yeah, that's yeah. close one. But France, yeah, yeah France, it. France, Belgium, like their gener- their golden generation is now. In uh, their twilight, they're in the prime, prime. Belgium would agree. We've especially like we lost to Belgium twice in the World Cup. Yeah, I don't know how you managed to lose to the same team twice in the twice. World Cup, but, but we yeah. did. Yeah, in the group, so really and in the third place playoff. Yeah, but um, we should have been in the group and in the third place playoff. In the group, I understand it because we were yeah. both through, so we played a weakened team. And in the third place playoff, again, we played a weakened team because it was the third place playoff. Yeah. But I agree that we should have beaten them if we'd have played a proper team. But, but um, like, but like, yeah, I think uh, circumstances develop in the quarters. If we if we get matched up with like Serbia or something like that in the quarters, then yeah, you have to put semi-finals as definite. Well, for but me, the, again, the Euros work now is it's not just the quarterfinals. You have round sixteens now as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, round sixteen. So it's even longer. There's 20, 24 teams go. But, and then you have third place teams from a group go through. Just, so even if we, even if we have a piss poor group, we can still go for a just just flip flip the question back at you, Dale, because I know I know you're going to say that you where you want them, where you expect. In saying that, given the teams in the Euros, who is your final four? Who would be the semi-finals? God knows. It all depends on what the the draw is. You know what I mean? But. I'm Realistically, trying look, I'm trying to look it up and work out in my head, but it, it, it's too much to work yeah. out with a piece of paper like, to figure it out. Realistically, who would you say out of the out of all the countries and how they're performing and everything like that? Who would you say right now is your semi-finalists? The four, cl- the four clubs, the four countries that will just be going at it for that final. The well, four best teams. Well, obviously, uh, to the England thing first, I'll answer that. Obviously, I want us to win it as well. We need to win it. We, we should have won the World Cup, in my opinion, or got close to winning. Um, but yeah, semi-final as well is another positive result. It's better than getting it at the quarters. Two semi-finals in two tournaments—that's much better progress. Than it's man, it's man United format, isn't it? <laughs> Don't start, hey, man. Hey, hey, no, it's not. You can't be Our a semi-final merchant <laughs> if you get knocked out first. But, um, you can't make it. But yeah, so two two semi-finals that that be ple- that please me. Um, but yeah, yeah I want I want to win it, of course. But obviously, the four would obviously it's got to be England, um, yeah. France. Um, yeah. I could probably see Belgium in there, and yeah. maybe I'm gonna say I know Germany lost, but I'm gonna say Germany. I'd have said Ooh. I'd have said the same, but I'd have said Italy instead of Germany. Alex, Alex, no way. No. <laughs> Because Italy are doing really well. They've won like their last 35 matches or something to Dibbler. Big brain energy, right here. Big brain. Big brain energy. 
Yeah, I was literally going to say Italy. I was going to say uh, Belgium, England, France, and Italy. I reckon. I'm looking forward to doing. I'm through. looking forward to doing this podcast during the Euros. So oh, hundred percent. I mean, I'm watching. I'm doing. I'm doing what I'm doing every single international tournament, and I'm watching football from when I wake up till I go to bed. I'm going to flick from BBC to ITV and never miss a match. Even if there's two games on at the same time, I'm having them on two different TVs in front of me. It's happening. And... Man, we'll all be out there to go out as well, so we can go get a drink oh. in the beer garden or something. Go get sloshed in a beer garden whilst watching Albania versus Slovenia. Watch me work. Watch me work. Yeah, watch you work. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen... <laughs> That brings an end to this week's monotonous podcast of football. We hope you enjoyed listening to the sultuary voices of myself, Dale and Jimmy. We'll uh, be recording again soon when the Premier League returns and we'll have so much more content to bring to you. I say so much more. It's going to be the same content every week. Our voices. We thank you all. We'll speak to you soon. Goodbye. Peace.